This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, remember, every Monday I give one of you 100 bucks to invest in your idea to help get it to the top. To enter, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove it. Again, that's Nathan to 33444 to prove it. Last week's winner was Mike Sherbakov. Mike runs his own internet business. He's doing between 100 and 500K per year. And he's a blogger, author, and influencer building his business listening to the top. Okay, Top Tribe, this episode is brought to you by FreshBooks, the invoicing tool that I use to make sure I collect all my money in an efficient manner. To claim your free month, go to nathanlatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Top Tribe, this is episode 345. Coming up tomorrow morning, you'll hear from Brett, who breaks down how his nonprofit has built over 100 homes with the goal of hitting 1,000 communities very soon. Top Tribe, good morning, good morning, good morning. Our guest today is none other than, again, Max Nussenbaum. And again, he is the Castle YC. Actually, they went through YC uh, in the 16th class, which we'll talk about in a second. He's the co-founder of Castle. He's also involved for Venture for America, a 2012 fellow. He's also once on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, which we'll get into in a second. But first, hey, Max, are you ready to take us to the top? I'm ready. Let's go there. All right, let's do this. Okay, so first things first, where are you right now? Are you in Detroit still? Uh-huh. I am in Detroit right now. Actually, I'm in the uh, uh, old mansion that my co-founders and I actually renovated and now uses our office. The beautiful red one, right? <laughs> exactly. That's but the one. You kept the color. Very good. Okay. Tell us real quick, before we get into some of the more the, kind of the fun stuff, tell us what Castle does and how you make money. Absolutely. So Castle manages rental properties for landlords using automation and on-demand labor. So we find tenants, collect rent, coordinate maintenance, make it really easy for uh, people to be rental property owners. And the business model is really simple. We charge a flat fee of $79 per month per rental unit. So it's just a basic subscription service. Sorry, $79 per month per per unit, like per bed? Yep, uh, that's exactly right. So, you know, a, a single family home is one unit, a duplex is two units, a 20 unit apartment is 20 units, that Got sort it. of thing. Got it. And are you taking that, are you charging that 79 to the new renter or to the owner of the property? No, and, and that's charged to the owner. So our customer is the, the rental investor themselves. Okay, so let's walk through this real quick. I'm signing a new lease. You guys found me. You're putting me in a property that you manage. I'm paying uh, for the bed or for the unit. Uh, call it uh, 700 bucks a month. No matter if it's 700 bucks a month or 7,000 a month, the, the, the property owner just pays you one time 79 bucks. Yep, that's exactly right. You take a cut of the monthly uh, rent. Uh, so we'll take that $79 cut, but we don't take a percentage or anything like that. You know, uh, Castle was formed as a reaction to this traditional sort of old school property management industry. One of the things that's really wrong with that industry, I mean, one thing among many is that the business models of the traditional management companies are really messed up. The pricing structures don't make any sense. They're full of perverse incentives. And so we're trying to simplify all of that and just charge this flat fee. And that's it. Okay. Uh, so just to be clear, though, that's not just when the lease is signed. That's every month. 
That's exactly right. Yep, that's every month. That's an ongoing service. Okay, so this is, in, if I'm just looking at costs, and maybe you can rebuke this in a second, this really isn't competitive until I'm getting a monthly kind of rent of somewhere around 790 bucks per month because you have typical property managers charging about 10%. Is that accurate or am I wrong? Uh, that's not exactly right. So a typical property manager does charge an average of 10% a month. They also charge one month's rate to, rent to place a tenant. Uh, they also uh, usually charge a fee to get started, a fee to renew a lease, and a markup on maintenance. Uh, so generally, we find that the average customer is actually paying closer to 12 or 13% a month when you factor in uh, all those other fees. Uh, the other thing I would mention is that, you know, the vast majority of rental properties in the United States, the units rent for more than $790 a month. So huh. even if you're just looking at that 10% number, uh, that $79 a month is, is still pretty competitive with uh, the standard uh, property management. So you're managing the property, the toilet breaks. Are you paying for the, the new toilet? You said that the other typical property managers mark up. Absolutely. So we're not we're not paying for that. It's not an insurance product, right? The property owner is still paying for that, uh -huh. but we're coordinating all the work and we're not taking anything on top of that. So typically at a traditional management company, they'll they be in bed with the plumber to, or something. Exactly. They'll send someone to replace the toilet. That guy charges 150 bucks and the management company takes an extra 10% on top of that. So they'd add 15 and it'd be 165. There's a couple problems with that. The biggest one is that it means management companies are incentivized to inflate costs and to do unnecessary work because they're taking 10% of all the work that's done. We don't take anything so that there aren't any perverse incentives for us to do unnecessary work or inflate maintenance costs. Okay, so uh, nothing. So uh, we understand what the model is in terms of the property owner, uh, the renters, they don't pay you anything, right? Nope, nope, okay. absolutely not. It's what year, what was, what's the company history? history? What year did you found it in? Absolutely. So we founded the company in late 2014, uh, launched uh, in Detroit, our first market in uh, 2015, beginning of last year, uh, currently managing 530 units uh, in and around the metro Detroit area and preparing for launch in market two. Okay, so units that's all in Detroit? That's exactly right. Okay, and how many properties are those units distributed through? It's about 400 properties. The vast majority of them are, are single family homes, uh, a couple duplexes and small apartment buildings thrown in there. You know, our target customer is the regular person, real estate investor, right? We're not targeting giant hedge funds or big banks. We're targeting regular people who are trying to invest in real estate. Those people generally own single family homes or small multi-units and not larger buildings. Yep, 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 yep. So I always love asking this question. What was first year revenue? Do you remember? <laughs> I was like, well, first year. It's always embarrassing. That's why yeah, I ask so, it. No, well, so the first year we were uh, actually around was 2014, made no revenue because we had, didn't really launch at all. Uh -huh. 2015, God, I don't know first year's revenue off the top of my head. I would guess it was around, it was probably somewhere in the realm of $100,000. Okay. I, and I have to ask this. So my audience is going to be going, Nathan, what is he talking about? Wait, so you're CEO of the business, but you don't know how much revenue you made? <laughs> so we're really, we're totally focused on our, our monthly recurring revenue number. So okay. I can tell you what that was for almost every month. And oh, I see. Last month it was 31,000, but, and that's like the core metric we target in terms of total revenue for the year. It's not super important to us because yep, yep, yep. business is growing so fast right now that it's that monthly number. That's so monthly. you look at this like a SaaS company almost. Exactly. Yes. But it's there's hardware involved. Exactly. It's a, it's a recurring subscription. Uh, and the customer lifetime is, is pretty long for us. And so we're really focused on that monthly revenue number. So if I divide the 31,000 by 79, that comes out to about 392, like, I guess, properties or units you're managing. Is that about right? So we're, yeah, so we're managing uh, 530 right now, but there's usually uh, anywhere from a 15 to 30 day onboarding period uh, before oh, a customer hits the first month. And so that revenue number is going to lag a little bit behind just $79 times 
Yep. Yep. Are you still there, uh, Max? Max, you dropped out if you're there, so I will have my people uh, edit this part of the episode out. But are you still are you there? Oh, I'm sorry about that. I'm I'm uh, got as much uh, internet access as I as I can right now. Tried to get get set up with as high speed as I could. Can you hear nope, me? I can hear you great. You sound good now. Awesome. So awesome. so tell us real quick, a uh, funding wise, are you self funded or how much have you raised? No, uh, we are. We've raised money, so we've raised a total of a little bit under three million. Uh, the most recent was a two million dollars seed round that we raised right after graduating from YC uh, just about two months ago. Priced or was that a debt round? Uh, no, and that was a debt round. We actually did it on safes, which is this uh, instrument that YC invented. That's pretty common. It's very, yeah, it's very, very common. I hear that. I hear that frequently. Um, did the, the safe require you to put a cap or no? It does. Yeah. So, so we did raise a cap safe. No, sorry, sorry. Not a cat, but a cap, like a, a cap, like a, like a $5 million cap or something yes. like that. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. That's, that's what I said. Yes. We, oh, okay. There is cap on the safe. It's not required, um, but it's, it's pretty standard. And, and it, certainly and it remind me again, I for, cause it's, I forget. It's been a while since I interviewed someone from YC, but uh, is it, is it typical 8% interest rate and a 25% uh, discount? Nope. So part of the, what the safe is designed to do is remove a lot of the complicated provisions that are typically in a note. So uh-huh. there's no discount and there's no interest. It basically just has that cap and, and that's the only complicated term. Got it. Okay. Got it. Um, and team size, where do you at? Uh, it's, it's May, 2016. What are you at now? Yep. We are a team of 10 right now. All in Detroit. Uh, no, we have one developer who's remote, uh, who's in LA, uh, the rest of the team's in Detroit. Okay, very cool. Very cool. Well, so since you think about this like a SaaS business, I mean, you must be thinking about things like ARPU, CAC, churn, all that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, as you said, like we, even though we're not really a SaaS business because there's a physical on the ground component, structurally, we're a lot like a SaaS business. And so that's kind of the best analog. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, you, you. Kind of a, a kind of a better version of a SaaS business because you have actually physical assets. Well, actually, they're not on your balance sheet, but you're connected right. to a physical asset at least. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. So let's talk about some like SaaS ish stuff thing. Obviously, ARPU is about seventy nine bucks, right? Uh, yeah. Month. Monthly ARPU is, is seventy nine. This has nine. Uh, well, no, actually. So that's uh, average per unit. But right now, the average customer has two point two units. So the average, uh, the ARPU for uh, monthly for a customer is around one hundred and seventy four. That'd be, and that's like a little over two thousand bucks a year. Got it. Got it. Okay. So thirty one thousand uh, and monthly recurring revenue as of uh, you said uh, April twenty sixteen. Yep. Exactly. Okay. And what is your uh, talk to me about churn? So do people stay with you? Yeah. So that's one of the the great things about this business is, I mean, uh, you know, switching costs are are pretty high, right? I mean, we're literally running someone's property. So, you know, they've given us the keys. We're the main line of communication for a tenant. One thing that's incredible is we hear from people who are using old school property management companies and they hate them and it still takes them months to switch just because switching is such a pain. And so for us, you know, our customers are generally quite happy. So uh, we basically only lose someone uh, when they if they decide to sell the property, uh, which does happen. So our monthly churn is hovering right around 1%, which is, which is pretty good. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's really good. Um, so 1%. So does that mean, look, this is part of what I don't like about SaaS businesses, but unless you give, again, very few people have a better way to measure this. The best way that I know to measure a lifetime value is to take one divided by your churn rate. So one divided by 0.01, <laughs> right? Which means someone would theoretically on paper in an Excel file, stay with you for somewhere around a hundred months, paying <laughs> 174. How do you think about yeah. lifetime value? 
So we don't, I've heard that formula too. We don't really buy into it for us because we, we don't think that number makes sense at this point until we have more data. At this point, honestly, we basically just guess that the average customer is going to stay with us for around two years. Uh, because we've only, we haven't been in operation even for two years, there's no way to get like great data on it. So we think that's a sort of conservative guess. Yep. Um, and, and that's unfortunately the best we have. Like, I wish there was a better way for us to measure this at this point. But the bottom line is we just don't know. Yeah. So let's work backwards. So you think they're going to stay with you for about 24 months. Uh, so lifetime value, 24 times 174, somewhere around $4,000 in, in value. And the reason I, I do that math is to then ask you, what are you willing to spend on acquiring the customer? Yep, absolutely. That's that's exactly right. So we, we actually generally think about our acquisition on a per unit basis, not a per customer basis, um, because... Uh, it's just kind of easier for, to do the math that way. And, and that's kind of how we charge. So we're generally willing to spend around $200 per unit. Um, and it kind of scales up nicely because it will, it, we can often take uh, more resources, including more time and money to acquire larger customers. So that's one of the reasons that thinking about it on a per unit basis makes a little more sense to us. Yep. Yep. No, that makes good sense. And sorry, you said team size, you're at five. Uh, we're at 10. Oh, 10. Okay. And if you had to say like the, the, the general kinds of people you're working with, are these people that are investing like less than a million in real estate throughout their life or a million to 10 million or more than 10 million? So, uh, I would say less than a million. Uh, well, actually that's not necessarily true. So certainly less than a million within Detroit, uh, just because, uh, prices in the Metro Detroit area are really cheap, right? I mean, you could buy, you could easily have a very solid, 15 property portfolio for a million dollars. Really? And not, yeah. And not, and not just within like the city of Detroit, but within like the Michigan suburbs. Wait, Max, um, hold on. You're getting me all excited. If I have, I, cause I'm doing like all kinds of real estate deals all, but I've, I've, I've stayed to markets that I understand. I know nothing about Detroit other than people like they say bad things about it, but I love investing where people say bad things. Uh, if I had $10,000 liquid, okay, so that means I'm going to put that much, you know, something like that down and say they require 20% down. So I could buy something for like 60 or 70 grand. Uh, are there, are there deals like that in Detroit? Yeah, there absolutely are. So if you look at like a typical uh, Detroit property, you can easily get, you know, a three bedroom, thousand square foot brick home for $40,000 all in. And that home might rent for $800 a month. Now, the tricky thing is, if it's a you gotta be bullshit. You have to be kidding now, me. I absolutely. I, I'll I'll send you some example properties after after this call. Now, the you, will you thing is, will you actually sell me if I find something I like? Will you and I check all these numbers and they actually they work out? I'm gonna buy a property through you. You're gonna come back on the show. We're gonna talk about how how big and successful it is. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Uh, the, the tricky thing though, and this is part of the reason that a lot of these deals are available, is that if you're gonna buy a property for forty thousand dollars, you probably can't even get a mortgage for it. Usually you need to be around fifty or sixty K purchase price before you can get financing for a property. And so you have to be able to just do an all cash purchase. Uh, and that's part of the reason that a lot of these deals are available is that there's a smaller pool of investors who can buy them because they can't get financing for the property. Well, let's see. It was an all cash deal on a $50,000 unit that rents for 800 bucks a month. Does that seem like a realistic? I mean, do those deals exist? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. So and, and 800 bucks a month times times, you know, to call it 12 months, you're looking at, you know, at least call it eight grand per year after repairs and whatever a roof breaks or whatever. Eight grand on 50 grand in. I mean, that's a 16 percent cash on cash annual return. I'll take it. Yeah, no, it's I mean, people are getting like crazy returns in, in this area. And, you know, it's not it's not just in Detroit. There's other markets around the country that, that are similar. And those are all the markets that we're going to target early on is, you know, places like Detroit, 
Phoenix, Atlanta, Las Vegas, South Florida, places that have these sort of thriving real estate markets that are affordable to the average investor and that we believe are really underserved by traditional competitors. I think in part because you look at your typical startup person, they're probably based in San Francisco or maybe New York. That person is not paying attention to what's going on in, you know, the quote unquote regular parts of the country. You know, if you live in San Francisco, the rental market there is just so unlike Typical Look, I mean, my risk States. in doing something like this and looking at any of these smaller markets is how confident am I that they're actually going to get rented, right? That's the risk in doing this deal. Because if all of a sudden you don't sign a lease and I'm stuck carrying the cost, that's like not so good. How confident yeah, are you? Absolutely. I mean, what percentage of your properties are actually are vacant? Uh, so we don't really, we only look at what percentage have been vacant for more than 30 days because the percentage that are currently vacant is just going to be heavily biased by how many we've, we've okay. uh, just recently signed out. Let's do the 30 day right? metric. What's that? Yeah. So generally around, uh, only around 5% of our properties uh, stay vacant past 30 days. Um, I mean, the thing that's unusual about Detroit is that, uh, so Detroit has a very high vacancy rate, right? Which is, which when you look at the city overall, but most of those vacancies are in properties that are blighted or in bad shape. So if you only, if you're a tenant and you're looking for a property, you actually don't have like tons of great options, even though the city has a really high vacancy rate overall, because the vacancy rate for rent- shitty square foot in that, in that division. Exactly. Exactly. You're looking at these vacant properties in Detroit and they're mostly blighted. Uh, So it's actually kind of an owner's market uh, in in Detroit right now. Now, it it certainly is a little higher risk than, you know, a a wealthier market, right? Because, you know, for example, a lot of tenants in Detroit um, work in jobs where, like, they're not receiving, um, you know, pay stubs. So it's harder to do some sort of standard screening metrics like income verification that a lot of that you can do more easily in more upscale markets. Um, But the bottom line is that, you know, people... I think from the media have a, a pretty inaccurate representation of Detroit. And, you know, there are still 700,000 people who live here. A lot of things improving in the city. Uh, and a lot of those people are just like regular people who go have jobs and need places to live. Yep. Max, it makes a lot of sense. People are going to want to follow you, I think, as you build this thing. And if so, where can they follow you online? What's the best link? Uh, so uh, best place to find me is uh, on Twitter at Max Nuss. That's M-A-X-N-U-S-S uh, or my personal website, MaxNuss.com. Same thing, M-A-X-N-U-S-S. You can also check out Castle at EnterCastle.com. That's E-N-T-E-R-C-A-S-T-L-E.com. Okay, Top Tribe, as many of you know, I sold Hayo, and everyone is always asking me what my expenses were when I was building Hayo. Well, a big expense was that I spent over three grand per month on financial services to keep me out of trouble in terms of taxes. You know, my mom would always harbor me, Nathan, you gotta keep all your receipts and put them in a freaking box or something to make sure you don't get an audit or things like this. I'm like, mom, I'm a millennial. You think I'm gonna keep all these receipts? I now use FreshBooks. I use their mobile app to take a picture of receipts, and it makes taxes a cinch. Additionally, I don't have to hire a $3,000 per month person to manage all my finances. It's like saving so much money and my mom's happy. Additionally, I don't waste a bunch of time creating invoices. I use their templates and I can avoid using Word templates or Excel files. I just use FreshBooks to quickly send out invoices and it works like a charm. To get your free first month, go to NathanLatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Again, go to NathanLatka.com forward slash FreshBooks and enter the top in the How Did You Hear About Us section. 
Okay, Top Tribe, I have to tell you, many people go, Nathan, you came out of nowhere, your website's growing so fast, how'd you do it? The answer is simple. So I use HostGator, I don't know if you guys know that, but I use HostGator, and the reason I do, they have like about 4,500 free templates I can use, because I don't code. They've got a great e-commerce plugin, and guys, I bug the heck out of their support. They've got 24-7 support, which I love. So what I've done is I've worked with them, you guys know I make great deals. If you go to HostGator.com forward slash Nathan, you can sign Sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. And guys, we will link to all that in the show notes at nathanladka.com forward slash the top three, four, five. Again, forward slash the top three, four, five. All right, Max, it is time for wrap up. Do you know what time it is? Do you know what the, the title of this particular section is? I love it. No, I don't. Come on, Max. It's time for the famous five. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Number one, what's your favorite business book? So (laughs) my favorite business book, a little obscure one, it's called Anything You Want by Derek Sivers. Uh, He's this really non-traditional entrepreneur, founded this company called CD Baby. Um, The reason I love that book is that uh, it's what helps remind me if I'm feeling down that the most important thing about this is to just be enjoying myself and that if I'm not making decisions that are that I just feel personally good about, regardless of all the advice and kind of noise in the world, uh, then I'm, I'm not doing the right thing. That's a good way to look at the world. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Yeah. Uh, so uh, there's this guy, Henry Ward, who started a company called eShares. Uh, eShares is a, a service for other startups to use to manage things like their cap table and, and their 409A valuations. And, and we're customers. Um, but he is has written really awesome stuff on Medium about sort of building culture as you scale. Um, and we've, we've found it really inspirational and taken a lot from him. Talking about 409A valuations, real quick, are you the sole founder? Do you own 100% equity or do you have a co-founder? Nope, I have two co-founders, actually, and we got an even equity split between us. Oh, come on, Max. That's like the number one. How did the YC let you guys get you do that? Just split it right down the middle. That, they actually recommend that. No, they didn't. you got to be kidding me. Well, we, we had already set it up before, uh, before, um, before YC, but yeah, YC strongly encourages uh, even or close to even really? equity splits. And, and personally, I'm a huge uh, believer in that. I, I can't imagine... Uh, saying to my two co-founders that somehow one of us is making a larger contribution to, to the company and, and somehow deserves more. And, and frankly, I think if you're starting your company with the right people, the idea that a, you know s- small variances in the equity split are going to make a real difference in their motivation is is probably not true. It's so funny. You know, when I hear a founder go like, we split it 50-50, all I think is, okay, so you don't have the balls to have the tough conversation with your co-founder about who actually is going to, you know, what you're actually bringing to the table because very rarely is it exactly even. Yeah, but I guess I just don't feel that. I don't think that that's how. What's the best way to put this? I don't feel that the that the equity split should necessarily be like, oh, you look at exactly what each of us is bringing to the table and then we measure it out exactly right. Like, number one, you this is going to be like a long journey and you can't always predict that in advance. And like and number two, I think what what any of us individually brings to the table pales in comparison to what the three of us can collectively bring to the table as a team. And so I really just don't see, and there's no way for us that we would have ever done anything but split the equity evenly down the middle. Fair enough. You're kind of convincing me. All right, Max, (laughs) number three, is there a favorite online tool you have like FreshBooks? 
Uh, I'm a, so I'm a big fan of uh, Instapaper. I'm not actually, it's not really mainly used for business purposes, but it basically just lets you say, easily save articles from the web or from uh, Twitter or from anywhere else. Uh, generally, I'm a pretty voracious reader and I'll just find random articles throughout the day and, and save them for later. And then whenever I'm on a plane or in bed at night, I just have my whole Instapaper list of stuff that my past self told me I would be interested in reading. And I don't always even remember why I, why I saved it or what it was about, but I just sort of trust the version of me from the past who thought it would be interesting. All right, number th- uh, Sorry, number th- uh, four. Yes or no? Are you getting eight hours of sleep as you're building this business? Yes, I'm nice. pretty strict about that. That's good. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I, people that like brag about like no sleep, I just think you know what? When you're awake, I'm gonna kick your butt because I'm energy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I really feel it if I if I skip that and get you know six and a half or seven one night, yeah. it really affects me the next how, day. How old are you now, Max? And I'm 26. Okay. And what's your situation? Married, single? Do you have kids? <laughs> now I'm single. Definitely. Well, Castle sort of my kid, but yeah. no real kid. No responsibilities outside of the business. I love it. So last, <laughs> exactly. last question, Max, take me back six years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? You know, I, you know, I was thinking about this question before the show because I knew it was coming and I feel like my 20 year old self was pretty much on the right track. I would just tell him to relax a little bit. Hey, you guys heard it here from Max. He's raised over three million bucks for his new baby. Can enter castle.com. And he says, you know, just relax a little bit. So you heard it here first. Again, they're building something special. Five people up there in Detroit. Max, thank you for taking us to the top. No problem, Nathan. Thank you. Top Tribe, if you enjoyed Max today, go back and listen to David from yesterday. His business did 15 million in 2015 in a very weird way. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today. How many of you have heard our super sharp guests talk about success they've had with Facebook and Google ads? Well, all of you listening right now, yes, if you're listening, you get $100 in free AdWords. Here's how you get it, okay? Again, thanks for listening. Get the free $100 from Google, right? When you sign up with my website host provider, HostGator. Go sign up now to get your free money. Hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Again, that's hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Folks, breaking news. We've added two capuchin monkeys that can sit at a computer, write a cold email, and close a deal better than most of your salespeople. They're going to join the world's greatest business show on October 6th in Austin, Texas. In addition to these amazing monkeys, which you can't miss live on stage, you'll see tech billionaires battle, authors launch their books, startups go from bootstrap to billions live on stage. You don't want to miss it. Go to NathanLatka.com forward slash Austin live to get your tickets now. They are almost sold out. We have so many people buying like Blake Allen, Timothy Delaforce. We're almost sold out. Go see the monkeys. Watch the billionaires. NathanLatka.com forward slash Austin live. Get your tickets right now. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win 100 bucks every Monday.